Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Today, hopefully, this is the last day of talking about the measles. But this has gone psychotic. Now, if you're familiar with how governments work, it's called bait and switch. So they're going to create the problem out of nowhere. They're going to um, make it seem way worse than it is. And then when the public is scared, ignorant, screaming mass, then the, the father, the government, will come in and save you. You'll be willing to give up your rights. You'll be willing to give up every aspect of your lifestyle in order to protect you to stop the fear. This is the complete fear-mongering that's going on. So we're going to go over today the actual death rates because you're going to hear measles is the deadliest plague on the planet that one in a thousand kids get it and there's brain damage and everything else. And then you're going to look at YouTube and see a video of the Brady Bunch laughing and giggling about the measles. So what is it? Is it is it a deadly disease? What are the actual facts? And why are they doing this fear-mongering? What's the underlying uh, agenda? Well, let's start off, okay? Now, I, I implore you to visit this website. It's called physiciansforinformedconsent.org. That's physiciansforinformedconsent.org. Uh, they've got, check out measles, brilliant, researched, fantastic, educated. I mean, this is, they, these guys have done some work on this subject. So what is the biggest deal? Well, in modern era, it's super rare to suffer disability or death from measles. You figure between 1900 and 1963. 1963 is when the measles vaccine came out. Before the vaccine came out, the mortality um, rate of measles dropped from 13% uh, per 100,000 to 0.2% per 100,000. Now, this is because, you know, nutrition, healthcare, living conditions, you know, everything. There was no open sewers. It literally was the health of the population. Uh, so, w wait a second, but didn't I just say the death rate uh, in modern population was two-tenths per 100,000 people? Where are they coming up with death rates that measles kills one in a 1,000? Well, we're going to go over that. And in fact... One of the biggest contributing factors of measles was malnutrition. Now, malnutrition, um, it, it, especially vitamin A deficiency, was the primary cause of about the 90,000 measles death in developing nations. Now, in the U.S., and, and I mean, we're talking all other developed countries, between 75 and 92% of all hospitalized uh, measles cases are low in vitamin A. It, does that make sense? So let's take a look at this because this is hugely important. If you're looking at 4 million cases of, um, per year of uh, measles, and this is before um, before the vaccines, and this was common, it was common to have 4 million people getting a measles vaccine, but you weren't caught, 4 million of them weren't dying. In fact, less than 10% of them, or about 400,000, would go to the hospital on a regular basis. So 90% of the time, 
uh, person would get the measles, they would stay home 90% of the time. So you're looking at only 10% are reported because most everyone recovered from it. So, well, what are the other rates? So now the actual death rate, and this is children under age 10 per 100,000 population, before the vaccine, it was less than one. It was 0.9%. So how does this fit with, with other aspects of, of death rates in kids. So that's not even one per 100,000, which makes a big difference for that, hundred, that, that one person. But homicide, people under 10 that are killed, it's 1.3% per, per 100,000. Cancer, it's 2.0 per 100,000. Sudden infant death syndrome, it's almost four per 100,000. So you had a four times greater rate of a child dying from sudden infant death as opposed to pre-vaccine measles. What about motor vehicle accidents? We're talking drowning, falls, things like that. That's 8.2 per 100,000. So you had an eight times greater risk of getting injured in an accident, killed in an accident, under 10 than dying from measles. Wait, you had a 13.6 times greater rate of dying of a congenital anomaly or chromosomal malformation as opposed to dying of vaccine or dying of the measles. It, so where's the, the craziness? Well, let's look at the latest um, uh, news media outbreak. Uh, <laughs> it is a news media outbreak. It's not a measles outbreak. This is from January 28th, so last week. Headline, Washington state officials declare state of emergency as measles outbreak continues. Health officials in Washington have declared a state of emergency and are using immunization as they scrambled to contain a measles outbreak in two counties, while the number of cases of potentially deadly virus continues to climb in a region lower than normal vaccine rates. Okay, yeah. The drama was totally put on by me but utilizing current psychotic um, uh, media presentations. So I just read to you, okay, that pre-vaccine era, homicide, cancer, sudden infant death, uh, vehicle accidents, all of these things um, had a greater rate of damage. Now, currently, there's 36 confirmed cases in Washington. Yeah, 36 now, when you look at the number of kids in Washington, here, I'm going to be pulling this up right now. There's uh, roughly under 18, uh, 1,672,000 children in, uh, in Washington under 18. And they're saying that there's uh, 36 uh, cases of measles. So how deadly is measles? I mean, what, when you look at this, when you're talking about a million, 36 cases, but you have a, over a million and a half people, um, what, what's the real reason behind it? Well, we don't have to look back too far. Let's look at, at 2015. There was an outbreak in Disneyland in California. Now, at the time, 
you're talking vaccines had a 95% coverage rate. There was only about um, less than one-tenth of 1% 1 that couldn't get vaccines, and about 4% of the population was opting out. Uh, so officially, I mean, there's some counties that the population was educated against the vaccines and vaccine damage, and they chose to do something else to strengthen your immune system. I know this is going to hurt the brains of a lot of people, but there are many other things that you can do to strengthen an immune system other than introducing foreign um, DNA, foreign proteins to initiate an antibody response. There's a number of different ways that you could strengthen the immune system other than vaccines. And these people were actually choosing those other methods, such as vitamin A, such as, you know, cleanliness, um, correcting malnutrition, just like what the pre-vaccine era would do. Okay, so what what happened? Well, in 2015, there was a measles outbreak in Disneyland. And of these, uh, now, of course, no one died. Okay, it was reported that over 70 people that visited Disneyland uh, between December 15th and December 20th fell ill with measles. 62 of them were living in California. Uh, the numbers sound crazy. Did anyone die? Okay, what's the normal sequelae? What's the normal passage of, of what measles does? So um, here, I'm going to be pulling this up too. So when we look at the actual course of measles, uh, you're talking fever, rash, sickness for um, your less than 10 days. Here, I'm going to be pulling this up. Uh, so most of these people that actually catch measles are uh, recovered uh, pretty darn quickly. Here, there it is. Okay, I know I'm cutting and pasting, getting ready for the talk tonight. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay, uh, measles is um, a, a, a self-limiting childhood viral infection. Uh, it includes uh, cough, runny nose, uh, ear irritation, and fever. And the generalized rash lasts between four to ten days. Measles is contagious, contagious during this uh, three to four days after the rash onset. And in most cases, uh, measles are so benign, it's not even recorded or reported to health authorities. So you're talking a very benign. Now, uh, most measles, or before the mass vaccination program was introduced, nearly everybody contracted measles. Okay, so they were immune by age 15. Think of that. Almost everybody in America contacted measles. Now, did everybody in America die? No, they just contacted measles, which within four to ten days, they were over it. This is why they put it on the Brady Bunch episode. So this is not a devastating illness as long as you have appropriate nutrients, appropriate supplements. And it's interesting because when they passed the um, the vaccination program, they felt that anybody born before 1957 was immune because they had already caught it. Uh, so where is the fear? Where is this unreal, you know, this absolute insanity of thinking that measles is damaging? 
Well, let's go way back. Let's look at the CDC because all of this, maybe it's it's like an us versus them situation. Maybe um, there's a lot of scientific-based um, people that are looking at the statistics and they're thinking that it's unrealized fear, that it's just the government trying to control you. Uh, well, let's what the what does the CDC say about this devastating disease, the one that they're pushing for two vaccines? Even though the vaccines, they we know that MMR is linked to autism, it's linked to um, chronic illness and diseases. But why are they pushing it? Well, this is what the CDC says about measles. Okay. In 1912, and this is right off the cdc.gov site, quote, in 1912, measles became a nationally notifiable disease in the United States, requiring U.S. healthcare providers and laboratories to report all diagnosed cases. In the first decade of reporting, an average of 6,000 measles-related deaths were reported. End of quote. Now, this is 1912. Now, this is when a lot of cities had open sewers. There was very little refrigeration. Uh, the water sources were contaminated. So this was before we had a lot of uh, infrastructure in the cities. 6,000 measles deaths a year. Now, quote, in the decade before 1963, when a vaccine became available, nearly all children got measles by the time they were 15 years of age. It is estimated that 3 to 4 million people in the United States were infected each year. Also, each year, among reported cases, an estimated 400 to 500 people died. There were 48,000 hospitalizations and 1,000 suffered encephalitis or brain swelling from the measles. That's the CDC.gov site. That's what they report. So they're reporting before the onset of the measles vaccine that's three to four million people, not 36 in Washington state at a state of emergency, but out of the entire country, three to four million people every year got measles, and virtually every child before the age of 15 had been exposed to measles and recovered from measles. And they're saying an estimated of four to 500 people died per year from measles before the shot. So before the shot, uh, you're, um, you had a 0.0001 chance of dying from the measles. So what did they do? Well, according to the Journal of American Medical Association, and this was from 1993, they did a study on vitamin A supplementation and child mortality and a meta-analysis to look at vitamin A with measles. Uh, quote, combined analysis shows that massive doses of vitamin A given to patients hospitalized with measles were associated with a 90% reduction um, among infants of death, a 60% overall reduction of death overall. But among infants, you're talking a 90% reduction. Administration of vitamin A to children who develop pneumonia before and during hospital stays reduced mortality by 70% compared to controlled children. So it turns out that just vitamin A supplementation make a difference. So here, I'm wondering, what, what were the actual numbers? I mean, the actual numbers, when you, when you get down to it, how many numbers of children were alive before the advent of the um, 
vaccine. Well, uh, in 19... Um, uh, 60, 61, and 62, okay, there were an average of 64 million kids alive. Now, figure that 4,000 or 4 million cases of measles annually, only 400,000 reported, and only 450 died, which is important to those 450. But I just want you to put it in perspective uh, about what, uh, where, where's the panic? Okay, now the panic is not only completely unrealized, it's absolutely there for political motivation. Now, when we look at measles surveillance, and they did a a journal article, and this is out of the U.S. Department of Health, Education, and Welfare. Uh, The measles surveillance from 1980s to 1990s showed that were half as many cases of encephalitis as there were measles death. So if you're talking 1 in 10,000 cases of measles death, there's 1 in 20,000 cases of brain swelling. So get this, you have a 0.00005 chance of getting um, brain swelling. And again, I'm not looking at the amount of vitamin A that you give to these kids to prevent the measles or to help the body recover. There's no study on encephalitis and vitamin A that I could find, but we're looking at death rates prevented by vitamin A. Now, what about the neurologic injuries? Because you've got these talking heads that are saying, you know, death rates, well, we just blew death out of the water. That's not going to be an issue for the majority of kids. Um, What about encephalitis or neurologic injury? Okay, that's a 1 in 80,000 cases. So instead of 1 in 10,000, 1 in 80,000. It's just crazy. Um, And in fact, what's happening now, though, is there's three to five times more measles seizures than measles death. This is about 3.5 per thousand. Uh, so where do we get this? When we look way back at the American Journal of Epidemiology, uh, in 1984, they had a challenge with the mass immunization of our population without an animal model, without appropriate double-blind placebo-controlled trials. There was a, a lot of challenges that real doctors and real scientists have. Now, the number of talking heads on the TV that are start off every statement with vaccines are safe and effective, and then they talk about how the anti-vaxxers are spreading this. Um, well, for one, uh, if you have not had a measles vaccine in the last five years, you are part of the unvaccinated. You are part of the evil ones. That's right. Are they creating a panic and fear in order to get the adult vaccination program uh, called American Healthy People 2020 in place? Possibly. I sure as heck didn't see forced vaccination without informed consent of every child in California coming down because there was a measles outbreak in Disneyland. I thought that was that's just too big of a strep, a stretch. No people, no American is going to give up their right for what's done to their own body. So what happens is the unrealized fear of herd. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say herd mentality, herd immunity. 
herd immunity is the fact, and it was done way back in the 30s, where if a virus goes through a natural population when it hits 60% of the natural infection, then that typically stops the spread of the, the virus or pathogen. So herd immunity means that you have to get natural immunity or natural infections in at least 60% of the population. Now, what happened to our population? Well, when you're talking nearly 100% of the people pre-vaccine era before 15 got exposed to the measles, and, and the only people that died turned out to be immune-compromised or malnourished. That's when you get 4 million people each year getting it and 400 uh, die. Instead of looking at the, the 3,995,600 uh, uh, and 50, instead of looking at those, the 3,999,000, okay, um, 650 people that didn't die, that survived the measles, that developed lifetime immunity and all the benefits from it, instead of looking at that group and the other group, we're vaccinating the entire population. Uh, okay, the numbers just don't work. Now, according to this article, listen to this, little is known how an intensive measles elimination program can change the overall immune status of a population. Absolutely. Um, now, here's the big thing. Um, they're saying that when you start mass vaccinating the population, that the pre-vaccine pre era, uh, approximately 10.6% of the population was susceptible to measles vaccine or to measles, and most of whom were 10 years old or under. However, when you vaccinate a mass vaccinated population, the immune system actually declines okay, their, their disease rates or the effectiveness of the vaccine and the weakening of the immune system declines about one-tenth of one percent a year. So this means that if we continue this mass insanity or mass vaccination of the population, according to the American Journal of Epidemiology, that by 2050, the um, susceptible population will be greater than the pre-vaccine era. So let me word that, that, that in, in human words. The vaccine that was introduced in 1963 is decreasing the amount of measles exposed. However, that vaccine is negatively affecting the immune system of our entire population. The longer it continues, the weaker the immune system becomes to where by 2050, the, the amount of people getting the measles or susceptible to get the measles will be greater than the pre-vaccine era. Now, this was in 1984 that they did the studies. So again, let's go over this. 400,000 reported cases of measles. So that's it. And, and with 450, that's a death of about one per thousand. Now, however, those are the numbers reporting to a hospital. We already know that the majority of people that get measles, as long as they're not vitamin A deficient, they recover fine. So that means 4 million cases of measles, then it's only 450 or 400, 500 deaths. 
instead of looking at that massive number that recover from the measles and what's deficient or toxic in that small group, that's what real science is. So let's put it in perspective. Um, in the, if we had no measles vaccine, you have a 0.0001 chance of dying of the measles. Currently, you have a 0.03 chance of getting autism if you're a child in this country. That's right. Instead of you're talking one in a thousand or one in 10,000, okay, which is what the actual numbers are. It's a little bit less than one in 10,000. We have a one in 38 chance of getting um, autism. Now, damage from a Tylenol is one in 1,200. So you have just a little bit um, greater chance of, and, and Tylenol is everywhere. You're talking 50,000 emergency room visits, 25,000 hospitalizations, and they have about the same number of deaths reported for Tylenol has reported for the 4 million actual cases of measles. So where did, that when you look at this, it's a complete bait and switch by the government, by the media. It, this is a, com, a complete distraction. Why did, in 1986, why was our population fully vaccinated at 23 doses of seven vaccines? Everyone was, was behind it, okay? Some people were choosing not to get it. Some people were choosing to get them later. Some people were just deciding on taking vitamin A instead of getting a measles vaccine. That was okay back in 86. They passed the law absolving the vaccine companies of any liability. Then in 1997, it went to 33 doses of nine vaccines. Why? because there's no liability. It's a liability-free product. And if we induce fear and ignorance in our population, we keep that public afraid and ignorant of the actual facts, then we can force them into accepting medical procedures without their informed consent. Heck, we'll turn them on their neighbors. They're, they can go in and say, yeah, my neighbor's not vaccinated. Let's get them over there. Let's their children. It's really gone that insane. In 2016, it went from 33 doses, then it's 69 doses of 16 different vaccines. Now, 72 doses of 17 different vaccines. Uh, the fact is, America has one of the highest vaccination rates in the world and one of the lowest infectious disease rates in the world. However, America has the worst infant mortality rate of all developed nations. Six out of every thousand babies are dying before their ber first birthday. Wait a second. Six out of every thousand babies in this country are dying before their first birthday. And the 10% of measles cases that are rushed to the hospital of that, one in a thousand, okay, die. So just our standard treatment of kids is killing six times the rate of, of the measles virus. We know that vaccinations, okay, particularly the, the um, polio vaccine that was passed out from 1955 through 1963 was contaminated. We know that the, the, the tumor, the SV40, 
a virus that was inside of the vaccine has a massive increase of not just brain cancers, bone cancers, mesotheliomas, and lymphomas, that this SV40 virus is in our population. And it was brought into it in the 50s and 60s. We know this. Um, you know, it, if we take back our health, we tell the government that all that anything that's done to your body, you have a sovereign right over your own body. Anytime there's a forced medical procedure on your body without informed consent, that that is a violation. That anybody violating your personal right, your personal space, the integrity of your body with something that you disagree with, uh, that person should be uh, criminally prosecuted. So whether you get a vaccine or you don't get a vaccine, whether you take vitamin A or you don't take vitamin A, whether you practice um, healthy nutrition or you have the egg McMuffin in the morning, you know, it should be up to you. Whether you get vaccinated or not vaccinated is not going to help you spread the disease or protect others. We have to take back our rights. Uh, I'm, I really hope you go to Physicians for Informed Consent, uh, their website, .org. Uh, absolutely incredible information, but we have to wake people up. Instead of fear and ignorance of a benign childhood disease that virtually everybody in America caught before the 1960s, and there's benefits to the disease as well, where you're talking, if you have a measles infection, lower cardiovascular disease, lower, lower cancers. I mean, this is incredible. It's a workout for the immune system. Let's take back our health. Let's take back our government. Let's make a difference in this world. When you walk by a mirror, you look in that mirror, and you smile because your body is self-healing and self-regulating. This is Dr. John Bergman. God bless you, and I love you.